Welcome to Super Fight Freaks Podcast. It's me, the H-Town Hitler, and I'm joined by my boy, D-Raz, the Chinatown coon, D-Raz. Let him know how you doing, man. I'm doing good. I'm alive and well. Yeah, and we're absolutely shrieking. That is two episodes in a week, right? Or one episode a week. That's ridiculous. We're on fire. Uh, let's keep it moving. But because of that, I think it's going to be a light episode. I mean, we do these episodes, what, once a month, and we got so much. I don't much. know yeah, how much content do you pop, you know? Uh, we cover the fight game. We cover wrestling. And as you should already know, not a lot happens with those things. There's not a lot of noteworthy things that happen. So what could we possibly be talking about every week? Right. And and I, I don't know how, th- how this is happening, but th- there's this narrative out there and it's been out there for years and it's and it's really grating on me. And, and it's always been pestering me in the back of my head, but it's really come to the forefront. And, and I think now is the right time to address it and shut it down. And that is this, this just, it just goes unspoken. I was, I was listening to K100, right? That's a, uh, that's a wrestling podcast uh, for, for all you sickos out there. And I was listening to it, right? And, and these guys, they talk about all kinds of things, not just wrestling, kind of like our podcast, right? And sure. the discussion of Mayweather came up and uh, they all just said in agreement that, look, he's, if he's not the greatest, you know, you could debate if he's the greatest boxer of all time, but it's not up for debate. He is the greatest defensive boxer of all time, no question. And then, the, and then Conan was like, "Ah, oh, you know, there's a couple other guys, but look, they're competing for second place." Then I yeah. heard Joe Rogan uh, just recently. Uh, you know, one of those little YouTube clips got recommended to me. This is very recently, and he was talking about Mayweather being, you know, possibly the greatest boxer of all time. And uh, it's just, I, I don't know why people do this. You know, it's it's like first of all. What do you really know about boxing to be able to say that this, this sport is, is been going on for hundreds of years. I like football, right? I could say that Tom Brady, without a doubt, look, he has more rings than any other quarterback. Sure. I'm not going to say he's the greatest. I'm not going to say Antonio Brown is the greatest wide receiver. Why? Because I know I don't really know what I'm talking about. You know, look, I yeah, couldn't tell big, you Yeah, I, as big of a boxing sport. fan as I am, as long as I've been watching it seriously. I don't know who the greatest defensive boxers of all time. I know there's guys like Willie Pep. I know there's guys like Henry Armstrong. But I haven't really seen them fight. I'm not really aware of the impact they had at the time or how they were viewed, and that's all important. You can't just say that this guy, who's one of the better boxers of this newer generation and the last generation, that, oh, yeah, without a doubt, no argument. He's the greatest of all time and definitely the greatest defensive boxer of all time. So who the fuck are you? Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Uh, I consider myself to have a, you know, PhD in boxing. I know a lot. I know a lot about boxing, especially the history of boxing. And yeah, there's even guys that I don't know. There's people above us that know about guys we don't know about. Like you said, the Willie Pep and, and the Jersey Joe Walcott and all those that, that from the, that time, I don't really know much about those. It's kind of like, we can say who the best wrestler is of all time, but look, my knowledge of wrestling, you know, it, it doesn't go past 1988 or whatever. I don't know anything, any other, I don't know who Gino Hernandez is or any of these other great wrestlers that I'm sure a real historian would be able to make a good argument for. So, yeah, I always think it's very, very like it, it, it shouldn't annoy me as much as I let it annoy me, but it annoys me very much when I see uh, people who clearly their knowledge of boxing doesn't go past, you know, 2000. And they're talking about uh, to, no, these um, people, boxing. their knowledge of boxing doesn't go past Twitter, whatever's fucking trending. But I will say, look, Mayweather, I, yeah, he, he's one of he's definitely the best fighter uh, by current standards, uh, like the best fighter of today. And he used to, I think he'll go down as an all time great because he probably was an all time great. 
think he, him and Pacquiao and a few others in the last 20 years will go down as all-time greats. But, you know, that doesn't change the fact that boxing is in a huge decline. And Yeah, is, look, is he a, look, is, is Mayweather a great boxer? Obviously, t- technically extremely proficient. Again, I'll say it, one of the better boxers, if not the best, of the modern era. But to say of all time or all well, time great. Of, of all time, you think he is somewhere on the list of all time. He won't be left off the list like Sean Porter. He's in the top 100. He's in the, maybe in the top 50. I don't okay. know if he's an I don't know if he's an all time great. This well, is something I remember. Right. And, and l- let me take you back a bit. And, and again, look, when we would always argue amongst ourselves, I was always the team Mayweather guy. I, I do like Mayweather. Mm-hmm. But just to keep it real for a second, you know, the guy does have so many Hall of Fame names on his resume. But unlike the guys that came before him, the guys from the 70s, the guys from the 80s, the guys from the 90s, these names were not at their peak. They all have Every Ash- name Ash- was past Ash- its expiration, Ash- other than Diego Corrales. You really, the, Diego Corrales, what was that at 130 or was that at 135? I believe that was at 135, the unification. I, 135. I, don't, I don't quite remember. At 135, I believe that was a unification. And other than that, that's the last time, in my opinion, he gambled it all and fought the other consensus number one guy at their peak at the time when the fight was made. That was it. Everything else had an asterisk by it. Well, Ricky Hatton, I guess Ricky Hatton. Ricky Hatton. Okay. So, so Ricky Hatton at the time, this was a big fight, right? At the time, this had. You remember this? I don't. I don't remember this. Uh, yeah, and if you could just talk a little more clearly, you know, yeah, we got a little my, bit my, different my. setup this week, but uh, we're going to make do and just get an episode out there. But no, I'm glad that you brought that up. At the time, Ricky Hatton. Okay, Ricky Hatton made his name at 140, okay? Yeah. This fight was at 147. And at the time, Ricky Hatton was not really a top 147 pounder. There was a was lot of hype. May you're breaking up real bad. What'd you say? That was his first fight at 147. No, I think he fought Juan Lazcano, or who did he fight? Uh, he fought somebody that had just fought Mosley. But he wasn't a 147, like full fledged. No, he was kind of starting his campaign there. But, anyways, oh. what, what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, Ricky Hatton was undefeated, but Ricky Hatton was clearly not one of the best 147 pounders at the time of the fight. He just wasn't. It was a big fight, it had a big. Uh, promotional push. Mayweather was kind of coming into his own. This is right after the the De La Hoya fight. Fine, I get it. Uh, it, it was a big deal, and, and and he completely decimated him. But he did not fight Ricky Hatton at 140. Okay, and you go and you look. Okay, Mayweather picked up a title at 140. Mayweather was never the guy at 140. He never beat the guy at 140. He just never did. He never fought Kachuzu. Ricky Hatton did that. You know, and okay. you could even say Kashizu was a little over the hill when Ricky Hatton beaten, but Ricky Hatton was the guy to do it. Yeah. And then okay. it wasn't until another two years later and in weight division up that he finally fought Ricky Hatton. So I know Mayweather has a title 140, but he was never the guy at 140. At okay. 147. Okay. And then even at 140, look at the other guys at 140 that he could have fought at the time. Jose Miguel Cotto. He never fought Miguel Cotto. Miguel Cotto went on this boogeyman run. And I know it's it, the, the way the Miguel Cotto is looked at today. He's trust me. He's not the way he was looked at in 2006, in 2005, because he yeah, has different. I don't I never saw any of that. I was too young. And then by the time I have you ever time, went back and watched Miguel Cotto 140? No, I've never been compelled to. So I never really have. 
you know, when my boxing fandom started, as we've stated in 2014 or whatever, that's when I started watching Miguel Cotto. And that's Miguel Cotto that I'm very familiar with. But yeah, I never went back to see just how great he was or anything like that. You know, all I remember is I honestly, the really what I last thing I remember vividly is his twilight run. That last kind of run he had, it was Delvin Rodriguez. And like, yeah, Daniel that's completely Pico. different. And, and that was that the was last, that not was really Miguel Cotto. Yeah, and that's what I think of. Miguel one at 140 was a phenom. Miguel at 147 was a top guy and was a phenom. He never fought him then. He, he fought him years later 154. at 154. Also at 147, there was another fight that everybody wanted to see, and it was him against Antonio Margarito. Antonio Margarito at the time, I, I know how we look at him now, but at that time, Antonio Margarito went on this huge undefeated streak. I mean, I don't know how many years it was off the top of my head, but there was years where he held on to, I think it was the WBO title, right? Mm-hmm. 147 pounds. It was almost like an Anderson Silva type run. Like it just had longevity. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Mayweather never fought him, never even broached the subject. He finally loses to Paul Williams. Okay. Mayweather never even approached the idea of fighting Paul Williams. And I don't know, you know, obviously I think Mayweather is better than Margarito, but had Mayweather fought Margarito in 2006, when they were both welterweights, I don't know if he would have beat him. That's a tough style for him. I think he's a lot better than Margarito. And I think he knew that was a tough style and never fought him. You know, he was just never, ever fighting the guys at the division. Instead of Margarito, I'll fight Baltimore. Instead of this, I'll fight that. Well, I'll fight this guy. Now, he never just took it on and said, I'm going to fight the baddest motherfucker at this time, at this division. He always pivoted or did it at a later time. He never fought Pacquiao when Pacquiao was hot. I've always been a pro Mayweather guy over a pro Pacquiao guy, okay? But he never yeah. fought Pacquiao when Pacquiao was hot, when people wanted to see it. It's always years later. Yeah, you know, uh, Pacquiao, this- in my opinion, has a better career. 100% than Mayweather. I don't care about 50 and 0. I don't care about this. Pacquiao fought guys who were at the top when they were at the top and beat them. Risks, yeah. Mayweather beat- only, in my opinion, did it once. Yeah, okay. So you do think Pacquiao has a better career, better legacy? Yes. Yeah. And I, that, that's what we're talking about uh, at the gym. Uh, I'm going to pivot for just a second. Uh, someone brought this up about this Errol Spence fight that's happening. And they asked me, well, they kind of asked everyone, but they when they asked me, like, so you think this if he beats Errol Spence, like, uh, this puts him above Mayweather. And then I was like, he's, already, my, above he's already above Mayweather, in my opinion. I was like, I think the Thurman put him above Mayweather. And then I was like, and then I kind of thought to myself, I was like, honestly, he was old. I thought he was already above Mayweather before Thurman. If you really think about it, I was like, you know, he didn't have the long break in the middle. You know, he fought more consistently and he, he just did more to me than, than Mayweather did, even though he did end up losing to Mayweather. I, uh, I tell you what, I can't say this for sure. Okay. But if Mayweather fought Miguel Cotto at 140 or even at 147 before Shane Mosley got to him, and be definitely before Margarito broke him down. Before I think Pacquiao broke him down. Before Pacquiao broke him down, I really think that this fight against him and uh, uh, Miguel Cotto, they would have had close to even odds. Mayweather would have only been slightly favored. I think Mayweather against Kasha Zhu at 140, I think that would have been close to even odds. Mayweather would have been favored, but it would have been close to even odds. I think Mayweather against Margarito at 147 in about probably 2006, 2005, I think that would have been even odds. Okay? 
there are so many fighters. Even when he later fought Shane Mosley, he fought Shane Mosley two years after the Margarito fight. You know, it's like he just never took it on at the right time. You know, he has the names, but he doesn't have the right time. If he would have fought these guys at their peak and beat them, then you could really talk about, okay, this guy was something special. He never did it. Yeah, you see, that's what I think makes our show pretty special. And what I like about it is that you you have two different artists of boxing. And and when you were going full retard on boxing, unfortunately, we did them at the wrong times. You, yours was a little bit better. But you have, it seems like you have an encyclopedic knowledge just off the top of your head of boxing. No, I really don't. I'm sure a lot of those dates that I said that they don't quite sync up. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I mean, but you, it's all there. Up names that I'm sure... Uh, Conan and, and whoever's talking about Joe Rogan has never heard of that you just brought up and, and you brought them up that I'm sure a lot of viewers haven't heard of unless they were autistic at that time. And I like to think uh, as of modern boxing from 2014 onwards, I have an, you know, an autistic knowledge. Let me say of, this quick. You've seen, you the, the, you've seen on YouTube, right? I don't mean to interrupt you, yeah. but you've seen on YouTube, the, uh, the like popular videos of Brian Kenny scolding Mayweather, right? Brian, no. Uh, yeah, Brian Kinney of ESPN. There's a lot of like really popular videos on YouTube. The younger I'm, guy, right? He's like the younger one. I don't, I don't know what you mean by younger. I mean, younger than Larry Merchant. I mean, yeah, he, was, yeah. he was the ESPN analyst. Yeah, I know the one with the haircut. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had a dick. He had a hair. I don't know. <laughs> the little guy with the hat? No, 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 no <laughs> hat ever. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> you're talking about. Anyways. Look, this yeah, guy was grilling him. Okay, Brian Kenny was grilling him in 2005, 2004. It became this, like, feud. That was a long time ago. He was grilling him at the time. Look, you're cherry-picking fights. You're cherry-picking fights. <laughs> but but somehow it's become 15 years later, after even more cherry-picking of fights, it's just the branding. It's just a marketable push. It's the TBE. It's it, it. It's the TMT. It's all this dumb fucking hashtags that got over in the hard work and dedication. And we've all just kind of forgot that yes, he is really good, but he clearly cherry picked his way up until the very end. Yeah, uh, like I said, I, I I think you bring a good knowledge about that, and it's something that I can't really talk about, but I do. You know, for all the shit we're talking about, that there's levels. Jared, look, I mentioned those guys. Oh, I'm sorry, last time I interrupted you. Th- those guys oh, at 140, I talked about Kosh Zoo, Miguel Cotto, uh, Ricky Hatton at 140. He was fighting Arturo Gaudis at that time. Yeah, well, yeah. you had that pool of guys. He could have been the one to beat Kosh Zoo. He didn't do that. He could have fought Ricky Hatton at 140. He didn't do that. Instead, he he fought uh, uh, fucking uh, who, who did I just say? He fought uh, Arturo Gaudi. Instead of fighting Margarito, you know, he fought Charmbay Mitchell. You know, there, there was just clear pivots and dodges. And it was always so you're because saying, I looked at, this is not something where if you're saying that he there was and it was obvious at the time to, I guess, all of the boxing pundits that he was cherry picking and uh, people didn't like it. Oh, my God. You, I mean, you had to be a hardcore boxing fan. But okay. but Brian Kenny knew his shit. And on multiple times, Brian Kenny fucking grilled him. And this was I'm, 2005, 2006. Yeah, see, I don't know 2004? if this is to any of the viewers, but it's very interesting to me. I didn't see – now he's looked out so much fans, lauded by the fans. Like, he, he's really well-respected. You're saying at that time people called him out like, oh, he's, this is bullshit? Yeah, it was just a very obviously cherry-picking. I, I mean, there was a video, like at the time, of Margarito leering over Mayweather, you know, at some kind of press junction, talking about let's fight, let's fight, you know, you know whatever, and – Mayweather looks very shooken up by it. Uh, uh, Mayweather wow. was 
asked about it after hey did he come and disrespect you oh no you know we're both this we're both that oh yeah and then like oh look i can't fight margarito nobody knows who he is blah blah blah, blah. and uh, a lot of the casuals didn't but the casuals didn't know who Charmy mitchell was either you know it, it, it was he was just clearly pivoting away from margarito look bob arum said that look they were both underneath the top ring stable and bob arum said look he doesn't want to fight margarito he says, if I say his name, he climbs up. He's like, Mayweather's not interested in Margarita, you know, and, and it's wow, it really? never. Yes, it never happened. Wow. I want to find that clip. of. Bob I mean, there's Aaron. videos of uh, who's that fucking idiot that was uh, uh, arguing with Gavin McInnes, who likes boxing. Um, oh, the white guy, the R.A., the rugged man. Him. There's videos of him and Mayweather going at it. I mean, this is 15, 20 years ago now. Maybe not 20 years ago, 15 years ago. But how you're dodging, you're ducking, you're this, you're that. You know, in the hardcore boxing is at the time, that was the narrative. He, he doesn't want to fight Miguel Cotto. He doesn't want to fight uh, uh, Paul Williams. He doesn't want to fight um, Margarito. Look, in, there were fights that would have been close to even odds. Well, that he you know, probably could have won. He never did them. And that's, that's a big deal. Pacquiao does, whether, whether you want to say it or not, he was not favored to beat De La Hoya. He came out of nowhere to blitz Barrera. He lost to Morales and then blitzed him twice after. He fought Marquez. Like, he just challenged himself over and over. And then he also went to a cherry-picking route and again started fighting like the best, most opportune. But he still challenged himself a little bit more. You know, he still, in my opinion, had more instances of fighting the best guy available to him. Well, now he's doing it again. With the Thurman was the best guy, I think, uh, or the number, you know, top world way now. That's the best guy, but he's top three. I mean, it was a yeah, serious okay, challenge. Well, now he's fucking Spence, who's okay again in the top three. Yeah. So he's challenging himself. As it goes on, he doesn't stop. What's I wanted? I was gonna say then, you know, there's levels to this. So you can go to the '90s or whatever in the '80s, and those guys, if you were a top guy, you were really good. And then I guess there's an intermediate tier. With uh, this Mayweather, I guess you don't put Pacquiao on that. You don't want to put Pacquiao on that list, but you can put Mayweather there. Like he's an intermediate that look, he's really good and he could be good guys that he doesn't always do it. Uh, but then you find yourself where we are today and uh, where we're about with the state of boxing is today. Now it's completely degenerated. They've taken the, you know, it was a half step with Mayweather. It was a little, it was a half step down. And now they've taken a full leap down to where, uh, you know, nobody's fighting anybody. And, I don't know if we're dumb or retarded. That's how I wanted to bring this up about like, oh, what did the people, what did the pundits say about Mayweather at that time? Because I've been reading articles about Javante Davis and I've been reading articles about a lot of those boxers today. Uh, yeah, it's just, peak clown world now. Yeah, I know it's legitimate. Like, I don't know if the person, it, honestly, all it does to me is being, you know, uh, so high IQ boxing level, my nose in the air about boxing that when I read it, I just think this guy doesn't know about boxing i know he's getting paid a lot of money he makes more money than me to write about boxing but in my mind he's making more money to, than me to write about something he knows less about than i do that's all i mean when i was reading because i read an article yesterday that said you know javante davis is a star and uh, you know he fights who he wants to fight and he needs to fight better people's but there's no denying his star power what? and i was thinking what? like Oh, he, I, I'm going to try to find the article real fast. I, the headline grabbed me. I almost thought like, wow. I, I watched is... watch Javante Davis fight last night, and the commentator said that this guy has all the makings of a star. I said, yeah, all the makings except a personality, except markability, except charisma. Yeah, other than that, he has all the makings of, of a star. Opponent selection, except a lot of things. No, no, no. This, this uh, I would be fine in saying all the makings, but the, this was you know saying, yeah, this is the headline. 
It says Javante uh, Davis fights who he wants and doesn't worry about the competition. In parentheses, the competition. So that's a that, that's already uh, I think like very misguided. Uh, let me see. Uh, I can't really find it, but anyway, the article just goes on to say that you know Javante Davis is you know he's undefeated and he's the biggest star of this new class of lightweights. You know the Lopez's and Garcias and Haney's. You know he's the big star of that class and in my mind i'm thinking well, who to who is he the big star of to the 45 boxing fans biggest the big star, star of this current generation what does that mean this is the best tasting shit of the last and how is that I even mean, possible i mean uh, how and even if even that case to me how could that possibly be true i mean he's not at least the lopez guy has a signature win what signature win does uh, is it jose pedraza your signature win how are you the biggest star when that's your signature win you know well, let's talk uh, about last night. Uh, uh, look, it, it, I don't know. The, the, maybe it's the uh, the strawberry moon that's out there. Uh, I don't know what did it. The the summer solstice. Maybe something just lined up perfectly. But I watched the fight last night, and you watched the fight last night. Not only that, we watched different fights, and I watched Javante Davis versus uh, Tommy Tulakar. You know, I don't know. And then you watched uh, Nakazawa versus uh, Lomachenko. So let's talk about that. And and here's the first problem with boxing is that you got two guys separated by three and a half pounds, and they both fought absolute bums yesterday. Lomachenko, yeah. one of the stars, right? The Matrix, the greatest thing, the yada yada, the Reedy Poo, the sponsored by this, sponsored by that. He fought uh, uh, Nakazawa. Nobody knows who the fuck that is, right? And, and then three blocks down the road, you saw the most marketable guy in boxing today fighting against uh, Jorge Jamalo, uh, Antonio. I, I mean, get the fuck out of here. Right? Well, and, I, and I don't even know why I watch it, but I saw a picture of the way in and I said, ah, oh, look. He's a lot bigger. He's a lot taller. I'll watch. I didn't know who it, who this guy was, but I thought in my head, if he has any semblance of skill, right, if that record means anything, which it never does, but if he has anything, I was like, I don't think, Lom I mean, Javante Davis, by what we've seen so far, will be equipped to deal with that style. And well, what happened? Javante Davis lost the first four rounds and then just kind of walked him down and disregarded anything the guy was doing. Look, I'm watching this fight, and they're saying – Jorge Barrios is doing so well. And, you know, he's he's never backing up in a straight line. He's, he's always coming. He, he's always backing off in angles. And that's given Tank Davis problems. And as he's saying that, I mean, I'm thinking, what are you? What have you been watching? As he's saying that, Jorge Barrios or whoever the fuck it was yesterday, he goes literally from one corner, walks backwards all the way to the opposite corner. Well, listen, I'm, I'm not impressed that. by that. Uh, you this know, is the I, article. I don't want to backtrack too much. The article, this is the line that really got me. It's talking about all the boxers and it says uh uh it says what davis lacks in terms of a stacked resume i want to just pause right there and say that should be the only thing that matters but it says what davis lacks in terms of a stacked resume of opponents he makes up for in star power among boxing's four young princes davis garcia lopez and haney davis is arguably the biggest attraction in terms of drawing money um, of Showtime's nine summer cards, Davis is his headlining network's lone pay-per-view, I guess the one you just spoke about. And then uh, this is a quote from Leonard Ellaby. He says, he puts butts in seats. Um, People gravitate to the way he fights. This new generations of fans that we have, they love him. And uh, to me, I was just thinking like, this is fucking lunacy. Like this, none of this is true. To me, this is all fake. Just like when you say Shakur Stevenson is an exciting fighter. It's not fucking true. 
uh, the, to me, when I read those articles, I think that guy is uh, doesn't know shit about boxing. Davis, to me, uh, is a good fighter or a good fighter by today's standards, but star power? I, I don't think so. And that Barrios guy, I don't want to say too much about him because I've seen him before personally. I'm sure we'll see him again soon. Uh, one of the one of the managers we've spoke about in the show, he, he's managed by manages that Barrios guy. And uh, the, the article goes on to talk about how this is a real big test. And like you said, I've never, ne- and I'm a boxing retard. I've never heard of this Barrios guy in my entire life. Yeah, I didn't watch the fight, but from what I read, that it was, you know, they said it was very exciting. Yeah, it was okay. It was fun. I will say this: I was surprised by the amount of people there in the arena. It, I, I, it might have been camera land. tricks, but uh, th- it did well. It looked like it did better than I thought it would. On pay per view, it's 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 gonna absolutely bomb. Nobody's paying for that fight. Nobody. Javante Davis does not have any kind of name at all outside of boxing's most fervent and hardcore. He has no name. And Jorge Barrios, I- I'm sorry, even fans in Jalisco have no idea who that is. This fight yeah, will have good. sold shit. He did bring people to the place, though. I don't know how many were comped, but it looked like a decent turnout. I was shocked. I- I'll give him that. But I, I was uh, not Barrios impressed with this performance. Davis. I don't know who brought the people there. I assume it was for Davis. I've never heard of Barrios. I've never heard of him either. Like I said, he's managed by the same group or whatever. That doesn't mean anything. But um, they also talked about Davis is now a three-weight world champion. And to me, oh, that is God. also – yeah, that's that's frustrating because, for one thing, you know, that, that means absolutely nothing. And second of all, when you're getting your belts from a guy like Barrios, how much did it mean in the first place? It doesn't place? mean anything. Okay, thank Just you. like I told him Mayweather. He, he never beat the man at 140, so I don't care about the title. Well, you he know never beat the man at 147. I don't care about that title. About this, this situation, what is so very convenient about this situation and the previous situation. So I, I, this is where my boxing autism comes into play. Maybe Farrell's not a prize to this, but I, I can clue him in. So they're talking about he's a three-way world champion, and this probably doesn't even matter. But listen, at 130, he he won the title. He wasn't, you know, there was, a, you know, 16 other champions, but he had one of the legitimate titles at 130. Okay. He did. And he had, I think he had two to, he lost the belt of for because of he lost it on the scales. And then he won it again, like in another fight. And I think he won it again a third time when he knocked out Leo Santa Cruz. So he's had several runs at 130. So he's had several runs of legitimate titles at 130. At 135, he had the regular title. He was not the super champion that uh, Lomachenko had the belt, right? So you're saying, okay, you have to fight the guy. Well, it actually is really convenient at 130 because we know who the guy is. There isn't six titles where, you know, there isn't five different champions like there could be. You know, there, there's a legitimate one guy. It was Lomachenko. Then it was Tiafimo. So there are, in my opinion, okay, he's got – he doesn't have one of the belts, but he has uh, four of the five belts. Okay, that's the guy who has four of the five belts. Geronte Davis just has, like, the regular title. It's called – it's literally called the WBA regular championship. So that's what he had. They're counting that as one of his weight classes. I don't count that. And then he moves up to 140. Now they're counting that as his third weight class. If you're, he won the regular title. Do you know who, who the super champion is, Farrell? At 140? Yes. Yeah, it's the white guy that's Harton. Exactly, know it's mean. the white guy. And it's very convenient because he has all five titles. So I'll give Mayweather some credit. You have to fight the guy. What is it? Does that mean I have to cut weight for four different fights to clear out the whole division? In those two instances – Javante Davis, you don't have to – there's one guy, and you can clear out the whole division. There's only one guy left standing, and it was it was Lomachenko or Lopez. And, and he, he, won't, he will not fight Josh that guy. Taylor. And now it's Josh Taylor. Okay, He so, will not fight Josh Taylor. Well, no shit, because I know he won't fight Josh Taylor because he won't fight uh, – Look, look at him how he looked yesterday. 
he, he, I'm just he saying, how easily would you be clipped? champion when there's he, I don't know, but you like I'm saying, yeah, he, he's not the he's been the champion in my opinion in one weight class. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you now, he will not fight Josh Taylor unless Josh Taylor gets destroyed by somebody else first. He will not fight him, and by the way he looked uh, last night, he would lose to Josh Taylor easily. Yeah, I think he would easily lose to Josh Taylor. Yeah, I believe so too. Look I'm at one thirty-five. Look at all the other guys. They've never fought each other. Him, uh, Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, Lomachenko, Javante Davis. Uh, uh, then Lopez. the other guy who just beat uh, who? Lopez. The Lopez. They're not fighting each other. There's like six, seven guys. Well, listen. I'll say yeah. And they're the young princes. That article wrote them as princes. And I don't want to get into race or anything, but I think I, can, I know the race of the guy who wrote that article. Yeah. Uh, just on the glowing terms that they they were talking about Javante uh, Davis, but. My, my, my problem with it, my, look, uh, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Yeah, anyone who's listened to 45 minutes or 45 seconds of this show already knows where we're going. But I, I think I will give credit to the fight that I saw last. I watched uh, Lomachenko versus Nakatani. You were impressed? Uh, I don't care how he looked against this guy, Nakatani, who I don't know who the fuck he is. It doesn't matter. All right, all right. Listen, listen. You, you you talked about the uh, Boom Bada Bay or whatever, who, who, uh, Sean Bay Mitchell. I, I didn't know. I've never known who that is. So uh, you, you're more of a boxing artist uh, of 15 years ago, and I am one of now, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've I switched know, places. We've switched places, yeah. And eventually, I think we're going we're, to we're, we'll meet up somewhere in the middle of the road about, you know. Of not I, watching. Yeah, of not watching. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll meet there, and we're – we're right now we're on a collision course to meet there. You're already there. <laughs> and I'm barely This is there. really like the AEW ratings versus the Raw ratings. It's not that AEW is going to gain ratings, it's that Raw is going to fall to them. Yeah, and that's exactly. where the battle yeah. will take place. We're going to meet up somewhere around 300,000 or something. Yeah. You know, 30,000. So that's what we're doing. I'm barreling towards you on the highway and go 100 miles an hour. But uh, yeah, the Nakatani, uh, what his relevance is, uh, he fought Lopez, I think it was three or four fights ago. And, um, I don't know if you got to look at Nakatani. He's this tall, goofy-looking Asian guy. He looks like... Oh, yeah, I watched a couple of rounds of this fight yesterday in, in between. Yeah, he looks the like he would be the, the best friend of in a romantic comedy. He would be the goofy comic relief on a George Lopez episode or something. He, he doesn't look like a fighter. Anyway, he fought Lopez uh, like three or four fights ago, and he gave him a lot of trouble, apparently. I didn't watch the fight. Uh, I had much better things to do. And uh, apparently it was a very close fight, and... Um, they all go, Lopez gets the win, I guess gets the nod, and they go their separate ways, and uh, what's this fuck? Uh, the Nakatani knocks out v- Felix Verdejo. He gets another credible, he gets a credible win, and Lo- uh, Lomachenko, who I don't know how, how you feel about him, but he's one of the good ones, in my opinion, as far as today's boxing goes, as far as it's concerned. He is one of the legitimate guys. If I ever had a chance to talk to someone, I would say, yeah, Lomachenko is a real fighter he doesn't back yeah, away from challenges. Yeah. i believe he's skilled i believe he's this but still what is the biggest most relevant fight he's had you believe i believe he's a man though and when we talk about these guys are all pussies i don't believe that's him look he fought uh salido in his second fight that was yeah. his second fight ever he said okay lopez he fought lopez no but no i want to i'm gonna go through chronologically you know and i, I don't like the way he fights and okay you're time, right you're you know you're right no he has tried to fight the, the better and guys lost, and then he goes immediately and says okay yeah. i fight i fight gary russell he, and he fucks gary russell yeah up. i i you're right i i would say he that it's, it's the other guys not fighting him rather than him not fighting yeah him. remember he was chasing nicholas walters that yeah. was a big fight of time and then nicholas walters moved up in weight and what we always complain about guys not doing what did lomachenko do he's okay fine i'll move i know i'm five foot four or whatever but okay i'll move up in weight and he moved up in weight. 
and then he beat the shit out of him. And then, I mean, that, that was it. And then he moved all the way up to lightweight. Now he's, he's really is like a 126 pounder. He's not a big yeah. guy. He's skinny, but he moved all the way up to 135 to fight Linares. And then we got, you know, then he fights who he fights and he's only took in title fights. And then he hears Lopez is good. He doesn't wait for it to marinate or anything like that. Okay. I fight Lopez next. He fought Rigondeaux. I mean, he fights his but I mean, he, he's a man. He's only, he's done it in very short, short order. I'll and grant I you that. Yeah. He's right. good. But no, I don't care over. about the skills. You know, skills could be overrated, underrated. It's it's easy to look good against shit. So that's what he's doing. But at the very least, he never ran from a challenge. And that's kind of – I don't know if this was marketing or not, but this is what they were marketing on this pay-per-view. They were saying that, okay, Lopez – he thought he beat Lopez, and you watch that fight, and we were both impressed with him that, look, he was way smaller, and he fought like a G the whole time. And uh, apparently he had some shoulder issue or something. I don't know. But they said that uh, – he said that he went to Bob Arum and, you know, wanted the rematch immediately. That, you know, look, I'm much better than Lopez. I can beat him. I got, I got my shoulder surgery or whatever. And they said, okay, well, Lopez moved on. And he has a, uh, a mandatory challenger. And then he said, okay, uh, then give me the guy that gave him the most trouble. I, I'm going to show you. So that his whole point was that I'm going to fight Nakatani. And this could be marketing. I don't know. But they, he was saying that I want to fight him and beat him much worse than Lopez did to show Lopez that, uh, you know, I'm better than him. And then he was saying it was kind of – I like him. He's a very honest guy. And he was saying that, you know, it won't be the same. I know it doesn't mean anything. But he's like, for me, as a man, it will make me feel a little bit better. And he's like, because I don't know if they'll ever fight me again. And so I kind of – I thought that was – okay, that was very respectable. Because, I mean – the Lope, the, the Nakatani guy has a pretty record. He's like 19 and one, and he just got a big win. And you certainly don't need to do that a fight like that. Obviously, he's a lot better than Nakatani, and he beat the shit out of him, so it was zero risk. But I don't know. I, I, for some reason, uh, Lomachenko is one of the few guys that I think, like, okay, yeah, that's a real fighter. He fights anyone anywhere. He doesn't sure, care. Yeah. And he's saying, look, uh, the next after the fight, he said, look, the next fight I want is Lopez. I mean, I'm not, you know gonna go around that he's like they have a mandatory okay they have a mandatory and he was like okay you do the mandatory december how about december he's like let's do it this year so i i respect that about him too you know so and he looked very good in the fight he, well, he did what he wanted to do fine i'll say this you don't get any extra respect for doing what you're supposed to be doing anyways fine uh well, also, well, i'll say should, he's not a degenerate you shouldn't get any, shouldn't get any extra respect I, i'm you're right you shouldn't but in today, if that was Shakur Stevenson in there, Pharaoh, it would have been a 12-round decision. Oh, all right? I've never, I've was, never heard of her. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but if that would have been anyone else, it would have been a 12. If, if, yeah. if, if, you know, if that, if that would have been uh, fucking Sean Porter, it would have gone 12 ugly rounds. But because it's fucking um, Lomachenko, yeah, he made a point of it to knock him the fuck out as, as early as he could. And he's a, he was much smaller. He doesn't have the best power to begin with, but yeah, he got him out of there. He actually you know, he, he whooped his ass. So I, that's what I like to see. And I, I don't want to turn into a Teddy Atlas or to a someone who, who's always, you know, pretending like this is good boxing. I, I see it for what it is. But I will say Lomachenko, in my opinion, for right now, he's going to have immunity from the venom that we put on. We spit at boxing because I, I think he is one of the one of the very few guys who's committed to, to um uh, being a t you know being a real boxer being all a real right guy. look I'm, I'm gonna move it forward uh just a bit unless you had anything else you wanted to say about that well, i mean that does you know Javante davis is, is, is a dumb fuck and and that's all there is to it i guess all right uh look a lot of guys are gonna attack our credibility who are you to say these guys are shit uh uh you d raz over there uh are, are, is, is that fight still happening we keep hearing this first fight you got any news you got any update for the people out there uh there's no update if you if, i don't think it's happening uh not anytime soon. Not soon, but uh, 
in the coming months, I believe it would be happening uh, either end of August or end of September would be something I would say, but uh, nothing before then. Wow, very before. shocking. The, 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 well, nobody saw this coming. Yeah, uh, nothing before then. Uh, look, at least tell the people, you, you, who did you spar recently and what was their record? And who are they supposed to be and, and what happened? Uh, there's been a lot of guys coming to the gym uh, of mostly of note. There was uh, some prospect, but his name is Brandon Lee. And those, this is only for the boxing retards out there. I don't think many people know who that is, but a quick Google search will show you that, you know, he, he's a Korean boxer. And I think he has a really good record. I, I to, to be truthful, I don't know too much about him. This is, this is a yeah, 22 wins, 21 knockouts, no defeats. Yeah. 22 wins, 21 knockouts, something like that. It's over my head. Uh, onto the amount of, uh, uh, you know, that, that's – I've never seen him fight or anything like that. But I'm told he's good, and uh, we, we got rounds in there, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's just what you'd expect. It's what we talk about every time. He, he's nothing special. Uh, he's good, I suppose, but that, that's about it. He doesn't hit hard. Um, the, I, right when I got back after the first round, my coach uh, – because this is the first time they'd seen him, and, you know, they, they are boxing retards. So they asked, you know, he kind of looked at me with the wide eyes and like, hey, what was his power like? And I kind of sm- uh, smirked at him, and I said, "He hits like a bitch." And that that wasn't a one-liner. That wasn't that was. Hey, we weren't even on TV. That wasn't for TV or anything. That was the truth. He hits like a bitch. You know, he doesn't hit anything that I'm scared of. And uh, for 21 knockouts, I thought I would see something. I thought my life, you know, something would happen. I've been hit much harder than that. I've been I've been hit a lot harder than that. So it was nothing. And then uh, we we boxed three rounds, and I made sure to to give it give it to him and. I thought I was roughing him up, uh, but at the end of it, all, all you need to know is that uh, he got out of the ring first. I, I was the last one in the ring. What well, well, what would happen in a real fight? You make your debut against him, six rounds. What happens? Uh, if I make a debut against him, I'm knocking him out in one round. I'm uh, not, you're already here. The first the first time uh, my fist touches his chin, he's getting knocked out. And that doesn't mean he's not good. He's as good as any other guy. He could be the champion. That guy right there could be the world champion. It just means that. If you put me in the ring with the world champion, as soon as my fist touches their chin, it, it's game over. Lights out. It's brain damage for life. That, that's all there is to it. All right. Spe- speaking of uh, uh, mud shows and outlaw uh, competitions, uh, look, uh, our boys over the AEW, they had some kind of special edition uh, fuckery on, I think, on Friday or Saturday. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Conan of uh, K100 fame, he made an appearance on that show. Uh, this is a little wrestling talk. And uh, look, I don't know how old he is now, but he has all kinds of health problems. He's He looks like shit. You know, when people have like li- uh, liver problems, their fucking skin goes from whatever color it was Correct. to like yellow, greenish. He doesn't look good. Uh, so look, they hobble him out there, reprising his old gimmick. He's coming out there with the Orle Vato. Uh, Boricua, you know, whatever. He's fucking dressed like a gangster, you know, and he's this fat old guy, whatever. He gets it in the ring. He's confronting Tolly Blanchard, you know. So uh, the two Jacks, Dax, and Anderson. He's 57. Huh? He's 57. Well, he looked 87. He had the mobility of somebody who was 97, you know. So he yeah. fucking waddles in the ring. And uh, Tolly Blanchard, just as old, uh, looks a little more able, though. He's in the ring, and they're, they're, they're jaw jacking back and forth for whatever reason, okay? And then Jax, Dax, and Blacks, or whatever the name are, the, the two white chubby guys, they Holy come. Blanchard is 67. All right. Well, well fine. Well, the, well, his protégés, Jax, Dax, Anderson, and all them, they fucking come down in the ring and they attack Conan, right? And oh, and I got to say this before they attack Conan, you know, Conan reprised his little gangster gimmick. 
And, you know, he said every catchphrase he's ever had. And then he started going into this weird diatribe about how, you know, you're from the Carolinas, S.A. And, you know, I know you got to worry about tipping over cows, but I'm from New York and we got gangs coming after us and hunting us. You know, so he's talking about this gang warfare. Right. And that's what he had. That, that's what him and his guys New York? do. Did what did he say? New York. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, he said New York. And uh, uh, this must be a gimmick thing. Yeah, well, I think he's uh, yeah. he raised in the, the, well, the proud and powerful. Those guys are supposed to be from Puerto Rico, which would be like in New York rather than California. You know, okay. I, I would think. But anyways, yeah, it's a gimmick thing. And, you know, but anyways, he's talking about how, look, he, he grew up with with, you know, we're not tipping cows. You know, there's there's gangs hunting you down and there's this and there's that. Then he goes right from that to complaining about uh, police profiling, racial profiling. And then he goes. Hey, can from you can hang on for one second. Can, can you hold it for one second? Yeah. Right, hold it for one second. Yeah, so he goes from talking about uh, uh, gang warfare into to being racially profiled in the streets of New York to being talked about the incarceration rates, how people of color over there are arrested five times uh, the rate uh, that their fellow white brothers and sisters are arrested. And I said, well, do you see any correlation, Conan, that he talk about gang warfare? And then he talk about racial profiling, and then he talk about the incarceration rate being five times that of white people. I wonder if the gang warfare has anything to do with that. I mean, you fucking retard. Uh, you know, and it's just so funny that people learn these stats and they learn these little talking points. But there's nothing beyond that. They don't have any introspectiveness. They don't ask any second question. Huh? I wonder if the first part of this phrase has anything to do with the last part. I wonder if the gang warfare, the drug dealing, the drug selling. The killing, the gang fights. I wonder if that has anything to do with the racial profiling. Okay, and I wonder if 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 the gang warfare has anything to do with being arrested at five times the rate of everybody else. I wonder. Let me let me let me interject here because I just I missed the first part of your 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 promo, but I let me see if I fill in the blanks. Conan comes out and he's talking about how you know he's from the streets and he'll kill people and he'll steal you know because that's what gangsters do. And then, uh, you know, they, they rebuttal. And then his rebuttal to their rebuttal is that, uh, you know, the police profile us and they don't treat us fairly. And that's fucked up, man. Well, then right? he ended it with the incarceration rate. He said that they're arrested at five times the rate of, of whites. And, and I said, I wonder if that first part of the phrase had anything to do with that, the, the gang warfare part. No, but but of course, you know, these people like introspection, you know, they, they like any real inner dialogue that that's never questioned. Uh, fine. Look, anyways, uh, I, I thought it was hilarious. It, it was well, so have you ever stopped to ask yourself why they're stealing and why they're murdering? I know. Yeah, because it's unfair and they were not given a full. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's a shame. It's a damn shame, man. It's a damn shame. Yeah, yeah, they make they and you know, and the and the real uh funny thing is, and actually the the you know just the wicked poetry of life, how true it is that you know they for they make this place better, but they can't make their place better. Anyways, you know uh, that's beyond the point. Uh, well, okay, go ahead. So uh, you know, I actually liked the promo because it was hilarious. This the self contradictions was all there in display. I think that promo might have even red pilled some people. If there's anybody <laughs> out there who hadn't been brought no, over, that's not what I'm, I'm noticing more and more people are getting. You know, they're not all the way there, but the more I talk to you, they are getting a little bit more. And I just call it for what it is. Hang on, I'm sorry, I'm getting. I'm I'm watching a dog, and uh, I'm just freaking out. 
Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, no, but the, uh, the more and more I talk to people that they, uh, they'll let it slip a little bit more that they're red-pilled and I'll just call it, they're, they're racist. The more and more I talk to people, the more and more I see, oh, you're racist just like me or you're racist just like me. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that and I, I won't go full-fledged uh, with their music because you got to play it safe. You got to play it, co- you know, close to the cuff. Yeah, you don't, you don't reveal your power level. No, but I've been starting to see it more and more just out in the wild. That people are, you know, starting to nod their heads, and I, I wanted to bring this up. I saw this, and we'll, we'll get back on topics. I want you to remember what you were talking about, because yeah, I got this, it. Yeah, this is gonna get off topic, but uh, you know, uh, I've been I've been trying to indoctrinate uh, just everyone in my life that I have along yeah. that I see a lot, and I indoctrinate them more and more, and get them see more and more my way. And I know, uh, you know, unless they're, they're brain dead, the more and more you hear, you know, there's there's no way you can hear what we say and think we're wrong. You maybe think, well, you know, that's hateful and you know, sure. that's just a, that's just a miserable way to live or, or whatever. And there, there's, a, I think, credibility to all that. But I don't think you can hear what we say and think, well, that's just wrong. You guys are incorrect. So the more and more I think you pour facts on people, they'll uh, they'll get it. And uh, I go on Reddit sometimes uh, to look at for hmm. random things. And, you know, that can be a cesspool. Oh, it's the, the yeah, it's hilarious. Things. Yeah. And, but um, and, you know, the. The way the, the you know the, the ways they'll bend themselves backwards to make it you know not about race or sure if it about race it's going to be to the detriment of the white folk and uh, I saw this one video uh, this subreddit of uh, you know stupid prizes or you know you play stupid games yeah. win stupid prizes and there was this one video I saw of this fat and, and obviously this woman was black this fat black cow monster it's one of those black ladies she was a lady but it's one of those ladies that looks like viscera. That you know clearly yeah. is not a lady, and she doesn't want to be a lady. She you know she acts like a man, and yeah, she's a hog, a wild hog at hog, best. Yeah, clearly, you know she's three hundred pounds and you know five foot eleven. She's a fucking monster. Anyway, she's in there, and she she has a some boy, some man behind her, and another black man, and they're in a Korean convenience store. Not a Korean, are they're in a Vietnamese? Oh, I've saw I've seen this video. Yeah, this is hilarious. Yeah, and you and you know that you know you get Vietnamese people together. And uh, or you you just get anyone of Asian descent and black people together, and they're usually they're either going to be best of friends or they're going to be you know the worst of enemies. Yeah, you know, there's, there's no there's no coexisting. And for some reason they they bought a large stake in those uh, convenience stores in the ghetto. I don't know why they always want to go there, <laughs> but they do. And uh, there's this video they get in an argument, and uh, it's behind the plexiglass, like at a Seven yeah. Eleven or something. They have a plexiglass counter, a very bad area. So, you know, the, the, there's a partition completely separating them from the store. Well, this lady, you know, I don't know what happened beforehand, but she pushes herself through that door and she comes to the other side of the counter and it's a, it's a small Asian guy and he's like, hey, you know, stop, stop. Well, as she's doing that, the guy behind her goes ahead and shuts the plastic door and locks it because you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's a classic bait and switch. Yeah. Was, they were hoping this would happen, you know, and he's like, oh, please stop, stop. And as soon as she gets within striking range, you know, he wraps his hands around her throat. And they go full Don Fry and uh, Takayama, you know, <laughs> yeah. the hockey fighting. And but that's you know it's just a bait and switch to get a distracted. While the other guy he goes in, <laughs> he pulls out his pistol, and uh, he starts pistol whipping in the back of the head and the body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden a third Asian guy comes out, and he has one of those mag lights like the flashlight that's a baton. 
Mm-hmm. So they all come out, you know, they're, they're beating the shit out of her. And uh, the guy, <laughs> the, the, the jogger who's recording, he's just like, man, she's had enough. She's had enough. <laughs> we can't go in there and do anything. He's just got to watch her. And then, uh, you know, they're beating the shit out of her. And, you know, she's trying to, now she's trying to get out. She's trying to walk away. And they're, you know, they're pull, pushing her back and beating the fuck out of her. You'd almost feel bad for her if she was human. You would almost, you know, yeah. uh, there would be sympathy there. But- or if she was all the way an animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, if she wasn't this mutant, but it's, the, it's this homo erectus status, you know. That's that I don't care. For. Yeah. So I, I was smiling ear to ear. I never. I honestly had, honestly, I had never been happier. So what were the people saying? Um. Well, anyway, uh, the the final clip of the video is this: they grab her by her her dreadlocks, her short little nubby dreadlocks. They grab her by the dreadlocks <laughs> and press her face up against the plexiglass window. That's yeah. the last thing, and all you can see is her bloody face <laughs> and ripped up shirt. Her her Tupac shirt is ripped half off her naked yeah. body. Just looks like a complete fool. And you know that's. And I was thinking in my head, you know, if we have to have them here. I wouldn't mind if this was their job. If this is only this is like a, a afternoon show we got to watch. I wouldn't mind having those people here. If you could guarantee me that that was their only purpose was to go get the shit kicked out of them by elderly Vietnamese shop owners. Yeah. yeah anyway, you, so you know what I loved about that. Okay, no, so go ahead. Sorry. Well, yeah, anyway, yeah, the comments you could see the comments. People were getting slight more and more red filled as uh, the 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 call. You would go further down, they'd be like. Yeah, I mean, you know, people are just tired of people. And they always would just say people. Like, people think they can act any way they want, you know. Yeah. And then anyone, everyone would always interject, like, you know, there's nothing to do with race. But people just they, they just think they're entitled to things. They just think they can act however the way they want. Yeah. And I was like, I almost want to comment in there that, like, it's black people. Black people do that. White <laughs> people don't do that. But uh, I didn't. But, yeah, I just thought it was funny. You can see this video. Clearly, we've all experienced this. If you lived anywhere in a lower socioeconomic area, you know exactly. Uh, th- you've probably seen this altercation uh, almost happen a hundred times. Um, yeah. And you, so you, you know what I loved about I, I I've seen that video. When I loved about it, it really just reminded me, reminded me of when wrestling was great. You know, you got this big, wild, black hog, this monster of a woman. Right. And, and, and dog or Ernie big cat or Ernie lad. Yeah, this know. is yeah, this is a uh, exactly this is a throwback to, to Ernie lad, you know, the, the you know, and so you got this big hog of a woman, you know, and she's chimping out. Right. And <laughs> the crowd is getting into it. You know, I was getting into it as a viewer. And then you see the structure. There was a it was a plexiglass separating the the people from the workers. You know, and then you understand, yeah, no way in, no way out. Exactly, and that was old school wrestling. That's how a cage match is. Be- before you yeah. before you put a damn hat on the hat and you bring it in ladders and tables and everybody's climbing in, diving in, unlocking the door. It was yeah, just, yeah. there's there's uh, only one way in and there's no way out, baby. Yeah, it's and when she got in and, and that plexiglass locked, you were in for a show. And they kept it simple. It was punches. It was kicks. It was a couple of small it was, weapons. It was nothing unbelievable. It was, it was nothing, nothing yeah, it was nothing unbelievable, something that you knew. Well, why would they have that? It's clear the, there was a reason for it to be there, for them to have that gun. It wasn't, you know, two kendo sticks taped together. Why yeah, there's no choreography. There was, it was just a lot of heat. And yeah. that, that final image that you gave the fans, you know, of her big mongrel-looking face squished up against that plexiglass, you know. Uh, you see blood, sweat, tears, and cornrows. It was great. That would that's what the people wanted. That's what we did. That that's like go home show. That's what you go home. It was a big angle that had been building, and then you finally you get the payoff, right? There. And now, yeah. don't you want to see now the, the, her team up with the brothers that were on the outside? Don't don't you want to see that the three on three at some point? Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, I want to see all of the heels get their comeuppance. I want to see all those heels get the shit kicked out of them. 
So yes, I of course I want to see the, the <laughs> what they have going forward. Yeah, that, that's great. And like I said, no one in the comments would acknowledge what was right in front of them, and that to me was sad. But I don't think it's an indication of what's like, really going on. Speaking of Reddit and, and soft red pills, there was another video I saw recently. This one was, uh, it, it was really funny watching. People were actually crossing that line. They just again they wouldn't identify who they were talking about. But you know, don't but, you see when it's a video like that, like that one, they wouldn't identify. But to me, it's a, it's progress. Okay, yes. they saw it and they acknowledged it was wrong. And even if they're not going to say it, we all are thinking the same thing. Well, let me tell you, you've seen this one. So th this one also, I, I almost thought you were going to describe this one. And then when he gave more details, I remembered, oh, okay. I'm very caught up on all this. Yeah, Instead of boxing, uh, this you is the stuff I see. boxing and fighting, but you do, you watch all these. And you sometimes send me text messages of, you know, getting hit by cars and stuff. And I always try to find, I want to see them. I wish you could screen record them and send them to me or something because I want to see those videos. I can't find them ever. What getting hit by cars? What are you talking about? You described one to me of a, and I, I still laugh, I chuckle to myself when I'm at work about this to this day. You described it as she was all, you know, she was twerking on the wall or whatever. And then she got hit by a sedan and then she was all scrunched up on the side. Of the oh road. yeah. That was a classic one. dude. Yeah. It was like when you crush a spider and they, they crumble <laughs> into themselves. Yeah, I wanted, I, I've been looking for that one. You know, uh, one day I will find it. I'm, I'm sure of that. Oh yeah, that was a fucking great one. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's a classic. Oh, uh, well, anyways, one where, okay, we're gonna do a spot. You know, there's gonna be a big spot here, but we're not gonna do it three times on the show. You're not gonna see that again for another probably eight, ten, to over a year before you see something like that again. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's exactly. Like you know, you say, and then it'll be the fear of missing out next time. You're gonna make sure you're damn sure there when you think it it's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay, you know, okay, that person's dead. It means something. All right, you know, we don't see a death there you know, every hey, day. Hey, did you see that? Uh, that 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 screen caps I sent you of that JC Junior. The oh man, that was killing me. Yeah, that, they always <laughs> that was good, me. right? The people are talented on that website, man. They've done right. a lot of All right, so look, nobody knows what we're talking about. That's fine. I'm moving past that. But there was another video on Reddit, and I thought you were describing this one. I'm going to lay it out for the people real quick. There's another big behemoth. I don't know. It wasn't the same woman, but it was the same archetype, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. she is recording. Yeah, you're getting the – you're basically watching her record a video. You don't see her, but she's the one behind the holding the phone sideways, you know? And she's in what looks to be like the second floor of a ghetto-ass apartment building. Okay. And uh, she's pretty much silent, and she's watching uh, her kids, we learned. These are her kids. They're chasing down somebody else in the middle of the street, and they start attacking them. They're throwing punches. It's five-on-one, four-on-one, something like that. They're throwing punches, gut punches. The guy falls, kicks, stomps, all the classics. And she's cheering it on. You know, she's hooting and hollering. Uh, she's liking it. She's popping. Then, out of nowhere, a oh, we'll just say a sedan uh, comes out of nowhere and barrels in on all these kids. Boom. <laughs> Hits them all. And then she's still, uh, she's not quite at fever pitch, but she's popping. And uh, she's kind of moving around, kind of trying to get a better view. Not, like, what, is she, like, looking out the window at this? or? Well, now, now the camera's shuffling around. And, you know, she's changing position, trying to get to a better look. So you're looking at the carpet. You know, this dilapidated room. Initially, she was out looking out the window. Yeah, she was recording out the window. Then when the the, the sedan. Oh, I'd love to imagine she's just some, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> so bulbous. Yeah, she couldn't get up. And <laughs> so, so she's trying to get a closer look. And, and you're getting a look, you know, the phone is everywhere. It's aimed at the ceiling, the wall, the carpet. You've seen all this I wonder dilapidated if room. giving out these phones if he knew that this is what they were going to be capturing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Obama phones. Uh, well, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Used to record the demise of the very people they were given. 
so so this big bulbous woman is shuffling her weight trying try, try to get to a better vantage point and then you hear here pop 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 your shots are going off and then now she's at a full fever but my kids my kids those are my kids and uh then the video just kind of ends abruptly so it was fucking hilarious you know and and uh you go Does into the hit them all though uh it was really hard but yeah the, the car no the, the clean was a hit bullseye hit the person being stomped hit all the little uh all, all the little rabbit wolverine stomping it got everybody and then you don't and then you don't see again out that window the execution you know? but there seems to probably was an execution yeah, a lot of people must have got clipped, and uh, uh, so she, she screamed, "My kids!" You know, it's real guttural, and uh, you know, then you look in the Reddit comments, and uh, people are kind of going in. They're like, "All I see is filth," and then people are like, "Yep, just a bunch of trash here," and uh, nobody would come out and say who it was they're looking at, why it was happening, but everybody was kind of on the same page. The soft red pills just being handed out, and and, and you love to see it, buddy. You love to see it. Yeah, so you know, I think I always think about. You know, should we give up on this fight we're fighting? Should no. We, should, what do we do? And then I see stuff like this, and I think, you know what? We're just, I'm just going to let it play. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the Javante Davis tactic. I'm just going to take these first couple rounds off. They're going to do it to themselves. They're going to do so much damage that eventually we will have enough soldiers on our side to really go at them full force. Just let them keep hitting each other with cars. Let them keep shooting. You know, let them keep robbing convenience stores and getting fucked up. Uh, and then we even got some double agents because I saw another video and th this one was pretty dark. I shouldn't talk about this one so funny, but it's out there. And you got to imagine this is happening in numbers uh, so widespread, you know, because you look at the rate that these people multiply. And then you look at how their population has seemed to be consistent in the last several decades, which is odd. But then you think about all the ways that the exit the game so quickly. And it's just, you know, <laughs> anyways, there, there was a Shaniqua, Jumanji, you know, kind of somebody from that stable of behemoths, but it wasn't a, quite yeah, a behemoth. Yeah. But she was pregnant, nine months pregnant, just recording herself hitting her stomach with a hammer. What the fuck? Yeah, so that's another that's another quick doozy out there for making making the rounds. That uh, So that's almost a double agent. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm okay with that one. That one seems a little too much. Uh, maybe she'll die from it. She should have hit herself in the head with the hammer. Why didn't she do that? <laughs> you really want that little cretin crawling out with that with that uh, with that uh, backstory? Well, I th you think that's <laughs> a future scientist in that belly? Well, maybe he'll go into foster care and then he'll become the next Steve Harvey or whatever. So whatever. Let him do it. We have enough Steve Harveys. We yeah. have too many Steve Harveys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have. We do have too many as it is. But yeah. Anyway, so like I said, uh, that's something that really did warm my heart. And, um, you know, I hate to say it, but I just be I'm just like you. I'm the hammer like, story. Huh? The hammer one warmed your heart. No, no, no. The, the beat down the convenience. Oh, OK, story. OK, OK. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the. Uh, but you know what, Pharrell? I never thought that would warm my heart. So, you know, there might come an – I don't think that hammer story would do it. But listen, man, the way we're going, the path we're going down, there might come a time where those hammer stories are going to warm my heart. So I, I don't know. I hate to say it. I know it's edgy. All right. I, you know, I, I, I think I'm, we're going to wrap it up soon. But let me circle all the way back to that Conan story, right? So, so this is Conan yesterday in the AEW ring. You know, too confused, too stupid to see the irony in what he's actually saying, not actually realizing he's doing our work for us, soft red pilling of everybody. But anyways, 
Dax Harwood and Stan Anderson, they come down and they double team uh, uh, Conan. And for some reason, you have the 75-year-old geriatric who, who was on death's bed uh, a couple of months ago. You know, he looks Big like he's bump. about to die. He looks like a reanimated corpse. For some reason, you just got to have him take a bump, don't you? AEW, you just got to have him take a bump. It's like they can never just do the thing, dude. They're making Sting do inside-outside bumps and shit. At least that floor. Sting, he can still walk and, okay, I get it. It's unnecessary. But Conan, I mean, he looks like he's fucking been dead for 48 hours. <laughs> you know, and, and to have him go out there and, yeah, he's taking bumps. Not only is he taking bumps, a couple of, you know, he he he, he takes a, a stiff forearm to the back of the head. He goes down. He's getting double teamed. Okay, it's work punches and stomps fine. No, this is, we got to really ramp it up. So they do like a top rope pile driver on him. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> just something ridiculous. And when, and when they lift him up, you know, his FUBU jersey is like riding towards his face and you see his stomach exposed. And uh, there's some kind of medical anomaly going on. He has like a colostomy bag or it's like some, I guess it's a hernia. It looks like all his intestines are outside of his stomach in a little bowl. So you got like this, it looks like a Campbell's soup can just protruding from oh his stomach, God. filled with intestines and shit and piss. I don't know. And it should, yeah. <laughs> so, so you see that he gets Paul dropped his head. Nobody pulls his shirt down. So he's like pitching a tent on the ground. This like thing is agitated and uh, it's just very odd. Was that necessary? Nobody's going to remember that happened tomorrow. Bad for him, man. Do what? I feel bad for him. No, I'm glad it happened. It needed to happen. It's this is just this is AEW's well, you, art. You admit you yourself, you profess you're a Conan fan, aren't you? On the podcast and yeah, some of yeah. his work, and uh, I guess. But not to see him in the ring like this, I think it's I think it's embarrassing. The the whole whatever this promo is, having him and Tully going back and forth, and then having Top Pro apologize, it's all stupid. It's worth nothing. But you know, if he would have died or those intestines would have popped and came out, you know, it's like what would he what would he say? What would Tony Khan say to the FBI? Yeah, this is my idea. We did it for ratings. It's pop. You know, this is a throwback. People want to see this. Yeah, he wanted to do it. It's just, I'm mean, how would TNT explain this? It's just well, so that, stupid. That would be the end of the show. I can guarantee that. <laughs> that is the last time he died. He died in the ring. So that, yeah, everybody that, that, out there, go and go ahead and look that up. Uh, you can find an AEW's YouTube channel and then look, look for the alien-like thing protruding from his stomach. Do you have any Conan memories from wrestling? No, I didn't watch WCW as a child. So no, I don't. Yeah, I was kidding. Yeah, I don't either. I've gone back and checked it out, and yeah, I've seen uh, a lot of his work. You know, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Good enough. Decent. Okay. You know who? who You know who I actually um, recently been on a kick of looking up. uh, uh, You you remember Mark Henry, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now he's working for AEW or whatever. Yeah. I went back and looked at him. Yeah, big sign. Well, for, for them, that's a big signing. Uh, and I looked him up and, uh, cause I've always kind of liked him and I've always liked the gimmick, I guess. So I went and looked him up and I, I saw some of the matches of his, I remember, but anyway, uh, and he, you know, he was in the WWE for like 20 years or whatever the fuck, but I looked up when he, uh, freaking, I was doing his powerlifting. man. You, you should go look some of that stuff up. That is actually very, it, not inspirational, I guess, but it would, uh, yeah, like, he was legitimate. Would, I mean, he was Olympic yeah. level, wasn't he? No, oh, even more. Like if, the, if, if he was power, if there was a guy like that, or even if it was him powerlifting today, I would legitimately be a fan. Like, okay, I want to go watch it. 
because um apparently they were saying like he I, I didn't know obviously i'm sure you and i both did we didn't know the extent of what we he's the world's strongest man you don't even know if that's a gimmick or not we just know he was a power lifter or whatever well apparently they were talking about i looked up on this this youtuber guy like all he does is like powerlifting videos and he made one about how good was mark henry really and then apparently they know about him and apparently they were saying that um he's like a freak of nature and like an absolute monster and uh I guess this is rare to do. I didn't know that, but uh, he by trade was a power lifter like in high school, and he he set up. But he's he has records still today. Like he has world records that are still held up today. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. And they were like he was a power lifter in high school, and like, but they were saying he transitioned to Olympic weightlifting right out of high school or right in right whatever transition. He went to two different Olympics for Olympic weightlifting, and apparently they're saying those are two different disciplines. It's not. A transformable those things are way different they were saying um it's like a different sport but uh he trained for like they said he literally they decided he wanted to go to the olympics he trained for like two months or so they said something very minuscule and they made it to two two different olympic teams and he was only the first one he was only like 20 or 19 or something and then the next one he was 25 on the next olympics i guess he was 21 and then 25 uh, and then um then after that he was in the wwe and all that and then uh, they came up with the Arnold Strongman contest. And they said Strongman is all, another – that's a different discipline. Like, it requires a lot of different things. And they came up with the uh, Arnold Classic, which I'm sure you've heard of today, with the bodybuilding, yeah. stuff like that. Well, they have a Strongman contest, and apparently they're saying, you know, that, that's like the Super Bowl. That's like the highest one you can win is the Strongman. That's the, the Arnold Strongman is the number one to win. And I guess this was the first year they were going to do it. So they got a bunch of different, like, champions. Like, uh, uh, they got, like – last year's world strongest man this guy's got the all-time record for deadlifts this guy's they just picked the eight strongest guys and they said as a gimmick they kind of got mark henry on there and then event said uh, or they just invited him and then he said that event said that okay well if you lose you know that'll probably be it he's like you know we're not you know we can't have the second strongest man in the world he's like so you know if you're gonna go do something shoot like that legitimate then you know you either win or you don't come back that's what he said and then uh, so he goes there and uh, he trained, they said he trained, the, he had never done strongman in his life. He trained for six weeks. And then uh, he obviously goes and wins that strongman tournament. And uh, they said he won it walking away. And he actually holds a record today, to this day, still has a strongman record and a powerlifting record. And they were just saying that <clears throat> for six weeks training and to never have done a contest before or after, they were saying that that's like unheard of. And Damn, that's sick. Yeah, I was really sick. And this person was saying in the video that, like, at the time, uh, it was a lot of Eastern Europeans and, and Russians and, like, people from yeah, Europe. Yeah, it's Nordic people. It's what it still is. Yeah, it still is. And he's like, to have this American from Texas. And he's, like, not just an American, but he's, like, man, he looks. And, and you can see him in the powerlifting shit. Oh, American in air quotes. No, he did look like no. precious. He does look like precious, doesn't he? Yeah, but I mean, some fat Texas boy. Not his true boy. home. Well, I, I like to think of him as a te country tech. He sounds like a Texan. And uh, anyway, they have him at this powerlifting contest, and it's him and his coach. And his coach just has like some like fucking Texas Longhorns. Like they just look completely. They're not wearing tracksuits. It looks really funny. Like they just completely they don't even get what's going on. They, you know, <laughs> they clearly don't train for this. And uh, it was so you got to go watch it, man. That they have this. Yeah, check that out. They have this, I'll tell everyone out there, they have this, the very first event was uh, something called like the Atlas Wheel. And it's these two, or, or Alden's Wheel. 
And uh, it's these two big uh, fucking wheels welded to this pipe. And it weighs like 700 pounds or no, no, it weighs like 370 pounds. Or it's a lot. But uh, the big problem with it is that the bar is as thick. It's, it's like two inches, two and a half inches thick. So they're saying it's like a can of Coke or something. It's very, very thick to lift. So you can't get your hands around it. And I guess what's different is this bar is welded to the plate. So it doesn't spin. So I guess that makes it a lot harder. And um, no one in history, there are only four people in history had ever pressed it over their head one time. And uh, like in that contest, he presses it three times. And dude, it's so fucking hyped to go and watch and press it three times and no one had ever done it. And uh, yeah, you got to go watch it. But I just think and they, this video and it concludes by saying that, you know, if he had stuck with it and trained, he probably would have been the greatest power lifter of all time. And one thing you can uh, they talked about is that he was never on steroids while everyone else is on PEDs and that uh, he never failed a drug test his whole time that he was doing it. And that's actually why he quit is because uh, I guess he got fucked up at the Olympics. And that's why he kind of quit Olympic powerlifting because he was like, uh, yeah, I can't compete with people that are on, you know, power, you know, all these drugs and shit like that. And even then he was getting like third place and he was still doing really good. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Yeah, yeah. So I got a newfound respect for Mark Henry. All right. Well, uh, we'll cut that. We'll cut that last. Yeah, time. We'll, we'll cut that. Uh, that's not going to that's not going to stand. OK, that's not what this podcast is about. Uh, yeah. I'm very disappointed in you. Yeah, um, it was too long. It was too long. Yeah, we're cutting that. We're cutting that. I'm looking at my guy. We're cutting that. Well, look, I think we hit him hard. I think we hit him fast, man. You got anything else you need to say to the people out there? Uh, nothing much. We might be getting a YouTube video started, a YouTube channel started. So uh, be look on, look out for that if you like. Uh, uh, if, if you don't got time to listen to the whole podcast, we're just going to hopefully we'll, we'll get it up soon. And then we'll uh, have it where it's just the just the highlights, you know, just the just the high spots for you. Look, and you, and you got some shit to say. You want to interact with us a little bit. You want to ask a question, whatever. We'll read it on there. We'll do something. Uh, hit us up at Super Fight Freaks Podcast. Super Fight Freaks Podcast at gmail.com. Not hard to find. Uh, with that said, peace out. Bye. Oh